Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Breathe into him his nostrils, the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Amen. And I want to preach on the subject, see a soul. See a soul. You may be seated. Amen. You know, there's a lot of sayings about souls in, in this world, you know, that you hear just in everyday conversation. Like, you know, uh, somebody might say, hey, you know, that person's a good soul. You know, it's just a good soul. Or, you know, they, they put their whole heart and soul in it and all that stuff. And... That's, that's good, but when we hear the word soul, what, what does it mean? And uh, what's the importance of it biblically? Because when you look at the Bible, that word soul is in there countless times, Old and New Testament, in many times. And when we see the importance of the, uh, the soul in, in the life of each human being, uh, it's, it's very important to pause and see uh, what, we're, uh, what we're doing with our own souls or how we view other people's souls. Amen. Every one of us is made up of, based on this verse in the creation of man, three things, body, spirit, and soul. We're dust of the ground. That's where our, our body Amen. We're breath of God, which is the spirit of life that keeps this body going right now. And we're breathing because of it. And then we, as a result, God created something new that no other creature has. Amen. Not even the angels are said to have a soul. Amen. As we know it. Amen. And then we became a living soul. Amen. Paul mentions these same three things in his writings, in 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5, verse 23, he said, I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless under the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. So those three things are really the main components that make up a human being. And of these three things, the most important one to consider, based on what we're going to talk about today, is the soul. Amen. And the reason is at some point, the other two things will go away. Amen. But the soul will live on forever. It's the only eternal part of us. Amen. Ecclesiastes gives us a little insight into this situation in verse, chapter 12, verse 7. Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the spirit shall return unto God who gave it. This is a very familiar verse if you've ever been to a funeral, especially at the graveside. This verse is quoted many times in red. Amen. Because we are the dust of the ground and it'll go back to the earth from whence it came. And the spirit of life, amen, that God breathed into that dust back in chapter 2 of Genesis will return to God because it is no longer needed for that particular life anymore. Amen. And But the soul is not mentioned in that verse because the soul never dies and the soul lives on forever. It is the most 
treasured and valuable part of our lives. Amen. Hallelujah. These other two things are only needed as long as we're alive. Job, Job 12 verse 10 says, In whose hand is the soul of every living thing, talking about God, and the breath of all mankind. So God literally has your next breath in His hand. Some people say, oh, I'm breathing on my own. Uh, I wouldn't say that too loud and say, if you want to test God out because I've heard stories of people testing God out along those lines. Amen. And all of a sudden they couldn't breathe. And then when they gave God the glory, it's like, oh, I guess God's got my next breath in His hand. Amen. I guess that is true. You see, once we're laid to rest, all these things change. We no longer need the dust. The spirit of life is no longer needed, but the soul lives on somewhere forever. Amen. So it stands the reason that the thing we should be most concerned about in our life is our soul. Not our job, not this, not that, not anything else. We should be concerned about these things. Don't get me wrong, but we should be most concerned. Our highest priority, our number one focus should be the condition of our soul. Amen. Praise God. Our soul needs our greatest attention. But sadly, in many cases, our soul is put on the back burner and is terribly neglected. And since God created souls, He knows what we need to keep our soul strong and healthy and in right standing with Him. He and only He knows, and He and only He has everything that's needed. And that's why we got to put our soul in His hands. Praise God. Our souls, amen, we're born to long for something. Our souls hunger and thirst for something. That's why people will worship anything, amen, that flies or walks or shines that they don't understand, superstition and all that stuff, because it's an innate thing put inside of our lives amen to worship the the thing greater than us our creator and people are misguided at many times and it's their soul reaching out for the one that created it praise God but it's only God can provide for the soul Psalms 107 verse 9 for he satisfieth the longing soul and filleth the hungry soul with goodness God is the one that satisfies. God is the one that fills. We try to jam everything else in our life to satisfy. And it's only for a season. It's only a temporary. People use other things like, like, like substance abuse or whatever to go into an escape from reality to get away from their problems and all their situations. But sadly, they're only making themselves worse and then they come back to, right to that same problem. But when you come to God, you'll go away from something differently. Praise God. God, you'll go away walking differently and thinking differently and feeling differently. And it's not going to cost you your health. It's not going to cost you your life. Psalms 23 tells us that He will restore our soul. And our soul does need restoration every once in a while. Praise God. Psalms 41 tells us that He can heal our souls if we'll ask Him. Amen. And our soul is not needing healing like we do if we break a bone or we have a sickness or whatever. Amen. But sin is what causes our soul to be sick. And He will heal our souls from sin when we ask Him. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. 
Amen. Matthew 11 tells us uh, that we can find, uh, we can find, uh, amen, rest for our souls when we look to Jesus for it. Because uh, our souls need rest, folks. Amen. I don't care. You can sleep 14 hours a day, but if you've got a problem with the soul, amen, you're going to get up exhausted. Amen. You need, your, your body needs rest, but your soul needs rest. And Jesus said, come unto me. I got the rest for your soul. Learn of me. I'm meek and lowly at heart, and I'll give you rest for your souls. Amen. Take my yoke upon you. My, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Amen. He'll, he'll, he'll take that load off of, like some people got some loads lifted off them in this worship service earlier. They, they got some, some of the things lifted off them. Amen. It was a wonderful, wonderful spirit of the Lord in this place. Like food to the body, the word of God is nourishment for our souls. We must have a steady diet of it. That's why we need to come to this place and not forsake the assembly of ourselves together as, as we see the day approaching of the coming of God. Amen. That's why we got to keep our nose in the Bible. Amen. When we're at home and, and study to show ourselves approved to God. Amen. Because man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Amen. It's very important. We got to have a steady diet of it. Psalms 19.7. It said the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. Amen. You see, you want soul food? Uh, well, you can go to Louisiana. I mean, New Orleans got some good soul food. I was just in Louisiana. And they, you know what else they got? They got some Cajun food that will knock your socks off. <laughs> Praise God. And you got to ask. You can't just say you want tea. Amen. Iced tea. They're going to say, you want sweet tea or unsweet tea? You can't hear, you know, you know, they don't even know what sweet tea is over here unless you go to McDonald's, right? Amen. But I'm here to tell you, praise God. If you want soul food, you, the only way to get it is from the Word. Hallelujah. The Word of God feeds our soul. And we need it. And it'll convert the soul. We need conversion. We need to be better people. And the Word of God makes us. It'll wash us. It'll help us. James 1.21 said, Receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. And you know, that's what the bottom line is, folks, that our soul needs to be saved. Salvation for every human being is the goal of life, really, because this life, I don't care if you get, you know, on Tuesday nights, we go to a rest home service over in La Palma, and there's one lady, that, a faithful lady that's been reading scriptures for me for the last four years. She just turned a hundred. Amen. And I said, wow, she's a hundred years old and she's still going strong. She's a little weaker, but she's still kicking good. Amen. And, and that's amazing. But a hundred years compared to eternity is nothing. Praise God. And so many people gaze their life by these days and weeks and months and years. But eternity's forever. And your soul, remember the dust is going to be gone. It won't be forever. The spirit of life and breath will go back to God. Amen. But your soul will live on forever. Somewhere we gotta think of long term. Let's not think short term. Like some people, when you ask them, "Hey, what are you planning for your paycheck?" Oh, I'm just planning to spend it. Is that your, what's your well, one year, three year, five year plan? My, I, I don't even have those plans. I got a one week plan. I'm hoping that you know I can make ends meet and you know still keep my job and all that stuff you know some people aren't planning beyond a week almost whatever and then others they plan a little bit further down and that's good and for for us in our soul we got to plan down down the line amen eternity so that's the key for our souls that we're saved
That's the objective after all, to be saved and make heaven our home someday and be with Jesus forever. We must realize that it's totally up to us if our souls are going to be saved. No one's going to save them for us. No one's going to force it on us. Amen. Whosoever will, come. Amen. It's a choice. Amen. And sadly, amen, some people wish that God would have... You know, kind of make them, but you know what? That's not for forced love, is not what God wants. He wants us to willingly do it because we want to and to give Him our souls in love. Praise God. We have full control of our souls. We have the choice what we are going to do with our souls and how we're going to take care of our souls. Psalms 119.109 says, My soul is continually in my hand. I got to do something with it. Amen. Am I misusing it? Am I ignoring it? Am I putting it in the wrong place? Amen. On the wrong hands. I got to put it in the right hands. It's in my hand, but my hand's not big enough for my soul. Amen. I got to put it in some big hands in the hands of God. Amen. Luke 21, 19. In your patience, possess ye your souls. You got to patiently think this through and let your souls be in the right place. We must realize beyond a shadow of a doubt that our soul is our most valuable and prized possession and act accordingly. Matthew 16, 26 says, For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Could it be that Jesus would have come and died for one soul? If the soul is worth more than the whole world, just one of you, amen, is worth more than the whole world, your soul, amen. Could it be that Jesus would have just came and did everything he did for one? Probably, amen, because the soul was so valuable, amen. So in other words, you're selling yourself cheap and you're selling yourself out, amen. If you you give your soul to anything but Jesus, Jesus shared a story in the book of Luke about a man that, you know, he had some success in his later life and uh, he placed many other things ahead and above his own soul in importance and priority. And this man thought he had all the time in the world to do what he wanted and so he neglected his most valuable possession, which cost him dearly. Because once he had, had a, he, he was planning for the future too, but not for his soul. He was planning for all this other stuff. And he goes, man, I can't wait. I'm going to set myself up real nice. And he said, thou fool, tonight your soul's required of you. Tonight the grim reaper was coming to his house and to get, take his soul away. Amen. And that was it. So we never know. I don't know about you, but I don't have any promise of tomorrow. I, I'm planning on getting up and going to work, you know. I mean, Monday going to work, that's always exciting, right? Not really, but, you know, hey, got to have a job, got to get going, whatever. But, but I'm, you know, planning on going to work, but you don't know, you know. You know, the greatest thing, you, when you say, hey, good morning, how are you doing? Well, I got up this morning, that's what I hear a lot lately. I got up this morning, that's good. You know, people underestimate getting up is a nice thing. Praise God. Walking out the door is, instead of being carried out, very nice thing. I like that. I walked out my own door today. Woo, that's a good day. Praise God. I got up. Amen. But I got to be careful with my soul because I don't know how many days I got. I don't know how many weeks or months. Yeah, I'm planning on growing old with this beautiful lady right here. And we're, I don't know if we're going to swing on a little porch swing. or We don't even have a porch to have a swing really with much. But we can put a swing out there someday or what are we going to do? I don't know. And, you know, and, and do this and that or whatever and travel. We can have all these plans. But it's only as God wills it and that everything works. But my soul's got to be ready. 
That's got to be my number one plan, my number one priority. Luke chapter 12, amen, verse 20. It said, God said unto this person, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall these things be which thou hast provided? Jesus told us in Matthew, amen, that nobody or nothing has the power to kill our soul or take our soul from us. So we should not be afraid, but take comfort in that fact. If, you don't, if you're possessing your soul and you got it in the right place, nothing, no devil, no pack of devils, nobody or people can take your soul away from you. Amen. If you, you know, people sell their soul. People sell out their soul. But if you don't want it to be taken, no one's taking it from you. Amen. Because you put it in God's hands and the Bible said no man can pluck it out. Matthew 10, 28. However, he said... He did say that we should fear and respect and reverence the only one that does have complete power over our souls, which is, of course, God. Amen. Don't fear them which kill the body but are not able to kill the soul because the soul can't be killed. He said, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Amen. I want to fear and respect my creator who gave me this precious commodity, this wonderful soul. Amen. To be, to take care of myself and also to help others. Amen. With, and to realize the importance of their soul. So when we live our lives and make our decisions and put our priorities in place, don't just look at how it will, how it will, you know, affect your body or how it will bless your body or your earthly possessions or how other people might perceive you. Amen. But see your soul. Amen. Look at your soul. Focus on how your choices and decisions will affect your soul long term. This world will pass away someday and everything that people highly prize and seek after will be gone with it. Amen. And when all is said and done and the dust settles, your soul remains. Take good care of it. Amen. Nurture it. Put it always safely in God's hands where He can provide all the things that are necessary to keep your soul in good shape. Amen. And now I'm going to like preach my sermon, but it's, it's going to be, my sermon's really just the last couple of minutes. That was all leading up to what my title's about. In your everyday dealings with other people, Knowing what the soul is worth and knowing how some people are misguided and they're, you know, going down a wrong path or whatever. Amen. Allow your eyes to look at them the way God looks at them. He looks through compassion. He looks through mercy. He looks through love. He looks through forgiveness. Amen. Don't see a person as your enemy. See a soul. Don't see a person as a hassle or bother. See a soul. Don't see a person as a threat. See a soul. Don't just focus on a person's hateful or ugly attitude. Or you don't, dis- you don't agree with maybe what they're doing or whatever. But see a soul and say, you know what? I can have an impact if I will just look at people differently instead of dismissing them out of hand and saying, I don't want nothing to do with that one. Or I don't want nothing to do with that one. And whatever. But see a soul. Jesus, there was no place he wouldn't go to get a soul. He would go far places in a boat and walk in distance miles to go see a soul. Amen. When you see a soul, you're more likely to have compassion on them. 
When you see a soul, you're more likely to have mercy on them. When you see a soul instead of an enemy, it'll be much easier for you to do what Jesus asked you to do on the Sermon on the Mount. Pray for your enemies. Pray for those that despitefully use you and mistreat you. Amen. Pray for them. And then you will just not begrudgingly pray because he's asking you to do it and it's a command. But you will do it from your heart sincerely because you're seeing a soul and not just an enemy. Amen. Proverbs 11.30 said, He that winneth souls is wise. Amen. You'll be a much greater influence on people for God if you look past what they say and do and see the condition of their souls. Because remember, the number one mission of Jesus, we talked about it in Sunday school, Luke 19.10. The Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. That's the bottom line. That's what his mission was, and that's the mission of the church. To seek and to save that which was lost. You see in souls. Amen. Jesus loved people when they were unlovable. Jesus died on the cross for people while they were yet sinners. Jesus didn't come for the righteous, but for the sinners. Amen. Hallelujah. He was called the great physician. And he said, they don't send the doctor to the people that are well. They send them to the people that are sick. Jesus went and he saw the soul. The sick souls. Amen. Praise God. And I'll just close with this passage of scripture John 3 16 probably never heard of it amen but God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son because he saw souls amen we look through the old testament and the old testament God you know he it was pretty abrupt and rough sometimes and he was ready to wipe the whole world out and Noah found grace and so there was a you know kind of a redoing and a replenishing and there was all through history, there was things where, uh, you know, that God was, you know, wished he would have done something different or whatever. But then when he became a man, the New Testament seems like a whole different book than the old. It seems like a whole different God. It seems like God changed. Amen. And his heart even got bigger than it was. And if that's possible, it's because that he started, he walked a mile in our shoes amen and saw souls because he became one of us and he was tempted at all points like as we are yet without sin and he was able to to understand and empathize with us even more after he walked as a man for 33 and a half years before he was crucified amen so god so loved the world he gave amen that we could have everlasting life for our souls and verse 17 is very important for god sent not his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved. Amen. Praise God. That's the bottom line. God didn't send, he he came to seek and to save. He didn't send his son to condemn the world. Amen. There's people already feeling condemned. There's people already feeling bad about stuff. They they need a light. They need someone to see through some stuff and help them. Amen. Show them the value of what they possess. Every one of us, we have it in our hands. And we got to possess it with patience. Amen. See a soul. I hope and pray that God will help us if we don't quite 
few people like that right now that God would give us and help right now as we walk out of this place a little bit to see people differently. And because of that, we're going to take more risk. Because of that, we're going to step out by faith. Because of that, we're going to shine bright and be the light of the world and the salt of the earth like God asked us to be so that we can make a difference and be witnesses under the majesty and forgiveness of God. Amen. Would you stand with me? Praise the Lord. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast. And may God bless you.